Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Town Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is January 29th, Sunday, 2023. How's everybody doing out there today? Yeah. So... Here's the deal. Um, I'm I don't know how many shows I'm doing this week. I might do five. Serious. Serious. But you know, at least one because I'm here. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Friday. Sorry about that again. I know I'm full of apologies and missing shows, but the uh, internet guy took a lot longer than I expected him to do. And. Uh, <clears throat> By the time he was done and leaving, I was, uh, wife was on the way home from work and, uh, you know, I've, I, have explained that situation before, right? So anywho, the best way to combat that situation is this, please subscribe to the show, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on right now, hit the subscribe button right there at the top on the side, on the left, on the right, whatever, where it's at. I don't know. Uh, you know, on Apple, it, you know, it's right there on the top, so Hit it, follow it. If you want to leave us a, a rating, that'd be great too. Um, but it's very important because had a situation. So did the show Wednesday, right? Did the uh, the show? I can't remember. Oh, ninety seconds to uh, midnight, I believe I called it right. So on Thursday, I was like, asked Chris. I said, did you, did "You listen to the show?" And he's like, "What show? It didn't pop up." I don't, I don't really pay attention, to be honest with you. Um, my distrib, my distribute, distributor, distributor, is <laughs> is uh, Podbean. That's who I use. They store all my stuff. They, um, I have a deal with them, where they distribute my podcast to everywhere they want it. Not Podbean, but okay. For example, there's God. I don't even know how many platforms there are to listen to podcast on. 
Okay, we are on Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbeam, Amazon, um, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher. I think that's it. Now there are some other situations uh, overseas where they they listen to it on different different things. I, I don't even know how to explain it. To be honest with you, I can look at the the downloads and where they're coming from, um, and it kind of says, "Oh, this came from." You know, such and such. And then there's some people that listen to the show and they use a private, I'm assuming it's a private VPN because it says unknown. And it it basically says, oh, this is coming from Australia, but it doesn't specify what province or Canada or wherever. So at any rate, on, um, so when I get done, I upload the show to Podbeam. If I have to make any edits, I make the edits and I upload the show. Hit, uh, you know, put in a brief description, put in the the stuff at the end. If you guys even look at that, I don't know. And uh, hit update. It says it updates. I post everything to social media just so people on on the Facebook, because we have like a thousand or so followers on our Facebook page. Um, so just to make sure those people see it, hey, let's check this out, and so on and so forth. So <laughs> Thursday. I go on Apple, because he had said this, and he, he has an Android, so he was on Google, and there was nothing there. So I went on Amazon or on uh, Apple, there was nothing there. I was like, crap. Went on uh, Spotify, nothing there. So I'm starting to freak out. It's on Podbeam, so it uploaded to their server, because it was on their app. And uh, that's the only reason I have that app on my phone, is because on my phone I can track downloads and whatnot. So, I was like, it doesn't make any sense. So, when I got home Thursday, I still hadn't updated all day. And I was starting to freak out a little bit because I've had this issue in the past with them not uploading shows or them taking shows off. Not so much Podbeam, but other entities. Like, I've been trying to get on, I mean, been doing the show for a little more than two years now. And I've tried to get on to, um, to, uh, Pandora and they they refuse so essentially if you guys don't know this um you do a show once you get a distributor distributor um whoever that is whether it's Podbeam or whoever I know there's other ones out there then you can now granted you can upload straight to Apple or you can upload straight to Google um if you have a um distributor you don't have to do each one individually. All you have to do is get permission from Apple, Google, and whoever else for them to accept the show, right? Because I had this issue <clears throat> with Apple, I don't know, probably like a year or so ago, where they, they kicked my artwork artwork off of the platform. So, like, if you listen to this on Apple or on any of the pages, you, you see our our uh, our icon, our, our uh, that's our label, right? The Gadsden flag, don't try it on America, right? Said it was depicting violence, and, da, da, da. and I had to go on this whole rant to the people at Apple and said, "This is a historical flag. This flag gives you guys at Apple and whoever else the ability to be able to be who you are. There's nothing offensive. It's not like I had a. I mean, even technically, you could say the Confederate flag. Blah blah blah. And go through the history of the Confederate flag. But even if you want to look at that as a symbol of hate, okay, whatever." Even though, realistically, if you know the history, it's not. But that's a story for another day. But uh, <laughs> this was a flag of our independence. 
You know, this isn't a flag of hate. Racist. <laughs> and so they approved it and said, you're right. And they put it up. Nonetheless, I've had this issue also with Apple where they've taken episodes off. I did a Rothschilds episode a while back, a year or so ago. And uh, it was getting a crap ton of downloads. I think it was over three, 400 downloads. And they took it off. And you know why? Because of what I said. So I was telling Chris, I was like, there's nothing in the title, in the description of the show, that would give them any inkling as to why they should not air the show. Whether it was, and I'm just saying Apple, for example, but any of them. 90 Seconds of Midnight. Granted, if you listen to the show, maybe, I guess. But it's no worse than anything else I've done or said. But uh, nonetheless, my point being is this. Subscribe to the show. Follow us on a social media platform of some sort. Whether it's Facebook. If you, Assuming you have these. I'm not saying go and create a Facebook because of DTOM. I'm not saying that. But if you have a Facebook or an Instagram or a uh, Twitter, because I don't really post anything on TikTok as far as the show is concerned. That's mainly for drinks. You'll get updates. You'll at least say, oh, they uploaded a show. Let me go look. But even better, if you don't have a Facebook and all that stuff, whatever device you're listening to this on, whatever Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever it is, if you just subscribe to the show, you'll get an alert. Boom. Don't Tread on America has a new episode. Bam. Okay? Just do me that favor, guys. And then also, please share this with your friends. I think that show I did on Wednesday, I was pretty fired up. Now, I don't know if it was... I, no, I didn't go to the gym that day. So, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that I was all jacked up on on pre-workout or anything. <laughs> it was just a good show. I was real, real fired. I was very proud of that show. So, I encourage you guys to share that with your friends. So, today's show, I was actually going to piggyback... I was going to do my Friday show today because it's not really topical per se, I was going to piggyback off of the um, the stuff I talked about on Wednesday, but I still have all that notes, so I'm still going to get into that. That'll probably be tomorrow. I'm, I'm honestly thinking about doing a show again tomorrow, which is why, like I said, very important to subscribe to the channel. But um, since Wednesday and since even Friday, there's been a lot of developments <laughs> in the media, so to speak. But before I get into that, I just want to remind you of our, our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com and use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. You might have missed the boat on, on Valentine's Day, but Easter's coming up. You know, get a watch for Easter. Hell, I don't know. Birthdays, you know, whatever. Buy a watch. Come on. Help a brother out. Mmm. Sipping on my afternoon Sunday whiskey. All right. Got to go to bed in a couple hours, so got to get sleepy. Anywho, so when we were children, and I'm assuming it's like this today. Hell, I don't know what kids learn. My kids are all old. But we were taught that there are three branches of government. The executive, which is the president. The legislative, which is the Congress and the Senate. And the judicial, which is your Supreme Court and those types of situations. And it's basically what is called a checks and balances. Okay? But have you ever heard of the secret fourth branch? I would assume you haven't, but you will 
understand what I'm talking about here in a minute. Have you ever heard of the name Edward Bernays? I'm going to play this clip here, see how loud this is. Edward Bernays, the nephew of world-famous psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud, would study group dynamics and become the father of public relations. He authored the book Propaganda in 1928. In it, he described how to intelligently and consciously manipulate the habits and opinions of the masses within a democratic society. He went on to state that those who harness this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government and are the true ruling power. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind, who harness old social forces and contrive new ways to bind and guide the world. The average American is distracted, mindless, worried about minuscule things, celebrities, as if it was their own family members. And this is by design, because the powers that be, who own the media, know how our brains work. They know scientifically how the human mind functions. They know about sociology, and they are using the media, and have used the media for decades now, to entertain people with issues that don't really matter. When you have the big news networks covering celebrity issues as if it's the most important thing, it becomes the most important thing. And this is not by accident. This is to keep us out of the way. Because if you're worried about the latest celebrity death or the latest celebrity couple or the celebrity breakup or your, your sports team um, having a shot at the Super Bowl or the World Series, there's so much information about those issues that can be discussed that will mesmerize people and they won't know or care about the real issues that are out there. Well, I think this is just one more piece of evidence of the degree to which the media, supposedly the watchdogs, uh, has become the gatekeeper of the... So, <clears throat> essentially, you understand what they're saying. So the media has been a manipulator in our lives for as long as any of us have been alive, assuming you've been alive since television. And I won't even say television, but uh, radio media. You know, if you've just listened to when you were a child, depending on how old you are. But it's obviously even worse nowadays because obviously kids don't watch the news. They don't sit down and watch CNN or Fox or whatever. But they get their news from their phone, social media, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And those things that they follow on those um, platforms are based around an algorithm that of stuff that they are into. So obviously the news is going to be skewed in their direction. Okay, So Edward Bernays, like they were saying, he is the um, the purveyor of propaganda, essentially. He wrote that book back in the 1920s. So I'm going to read this article. Now, this, this is about eight years old. So <clears throat> it starts off, the most interesting man in the world, right? We've heard of that. Reach out and touch someone. We've heard of that. Finger licking good. Such advertising slogans have become fixtures of American culture. And each year, millions now tune into the Super Bowl as much for the ads as for the football. Why no single person can claim executive credit for the ascend ascendancy of advertising in American life, 
no one deserves more credit or no one deserves credit more than the man most of us have never heard of, Edward Bernays. So Bernays pioneered public relations. He is often referred to as the public, or I'm sorry, the father of public relations. Bernays in 1928 published his seminal work, Propaganda, in which he argued that public, public relations is not a gimmick, but a necessity. Now, obviously, like this article started off with slogans from um, commercials, right? But propaganda isn't just used by McDonald's and beer commercials and uh, KFC and whoever else. Obviously, they they advertisers obviously do that to... So when you hear it, you, you it's recognizable, right? King of beers, right? Those types of things. Finger looking good, right? Whatever the other ones were. I mean, how many times have you talked on your phone with your with your buddy, your wife, whatever, and you lose um you lose them for a second there and you're like, Can you hear me? And what about now? What about now? Right? You do the old Verizon thing, right? So, um but that also works in media. So Bernays came to his beliefs honestly. He was born in Austria in 1891, the year Sigmund Freud published one of his earliest papers. Bernays was also Freud's nephew twice over. His mother was Freud's sister, Anna, and his father, Eli Bernays, was the brother of Freud's wife, Martha. Well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so is Freud's sister, and the father was the wife of Freud's or the the father was the sis brother of the wife of Freud's. That's kind of I mean it's, I guess it's not keeping it in the family kind of it's like your cousins your your uncle type thing. But anyway, the year after his birth, the Bernays family moved to New York. The Bernays later graduated uh, from Cornell with a degree in agriculture, but instead of farming, he chose a career in journalism. So Bernays rebrands re propaganda, having seen how effective propaganda could be during war, Bernays wondered whether it might prove equally useful during peacetime. Yet propaganda had acquired a somewhat pejorative connotation, which would be further magnified during World War II. So Bernays promoted the term public relations. And I'm not going to read this whole article. You guys get the gist of it, but it's interesting where he changes the word propaganda, right, to public relations. So, um, propaganda, we know, is, <laughs> is, is a word that they don't like to use because it's, it's almost like saying, um, you know, conspiracy theories, right? So, you use the word public relations, and that sounds a little easier, right? So, who's in public relations? Well, Kareem uh, Diversity Hire, right? Uh, your your people that speak at the White House. Those are your public relations people. Those are your in between your mediators between the president and the press, and the press does its thing. And why am I bringing this up? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm asking you guys. Why am I bringing it? No. So on Wednesday, the show I did ninety seconds before midnight. Or 90 seconds till midnight. We were talking about <laughs> uh, Biden, whatever, U.S., whoever you want to blame on this, giving tanks to uh, the Ukraine, right? 
Germany giving tanks to Ukraine. Also, Germany's foreign foreign minister, whatever she is, coming out and saying that we're at war with Russia. Now, that was Tuesday. <laughs> okay? I did the show Wednesday and talked about this. Every other podcast you probably listened to talked about that. Maybe not into the detail that I did, because, you know, I'm pretty freaking awesome. No, I'm joking. But everyone talked about the tanks. Everyone talked about, oh, World War Three. That was trending on on uh, Twitter. Oh, Ukraine, Russia. Oh, Russia this, Ukraine that. And no sooner <laughs> did Zelensky get, hear that he's getting these tanks, turns around and says, hey, you know what? <laughs> I could use some planes, too. And <laughs> I could use some F-16s and some pilots and some training. And, you know, come on, if you're giving me tanks, what's some planes? You know, it's like where I was going to go into the show on Friday with this was the whole, uh, you give it, you know, you give a kid an inch, they're going to take a mile, right? So <laughs> what happens when we give him, I say when, I'm not going to say if, what happens if we give him planes? No, when we give him planes, because surely that's going to happen next. Then what are we giving him? Nuclear weapons? So, with that trending on Twitter, with all that stuff going on, and now that the media is, or not the media, but now that the government is finding it harder to manipulate Twitter, what do they do? They change the story. After Wednesday, you didn't hear shit about us giving tanks to Ukraine. <laughs> when was the last time you heard anyone talk about the debt ceiling? <laughs> right? That's still an ongoing situation. To the point where, with today being the 29th, you have the 30th is Monday, 31st is Tuesday, 1st is Wednesday, right? Generally, your Social Security checks go out between the 1st and the 3rd of the month, which is Friday, the 3rd. By all accounts, if this debt ceiling thing isn't fixed, and I, I don't want to get too deep into this because this is something I want to talk about a little bit later in the show, <clears throat> those checks aren't going out. What happens then? But I'll get to that in a minute. What happened on Thursday? Well, shit. They released the uh, the uh, Paul Pelosi stuff, right? So the interesting thing about this, and I, I still don't know what to think about this whole, whole um, Paul Pelosi and David DePape thing. And the reason I say that is this. Okay, before they released the body cam... And I'm assuming you guys have probably seen the, the body cam. And I'm going to play a little bit of it. I'm not going to go into too much detail because it's probably more visual than it is audio. But I want to play a bit of it and talk through it. So that'll be in a second here. Just give me a minute. The Before this, now this happened what, in October, right? This whole situation. Um, we had been saying there was all this speculation about what happened. Did he did this the poppy guy break in? Was he his lover? Was he his coke dealer? Was he we you know, we had all and we even here on this show speculated. There was a day when Chris was on here and we talked about it. Um and we said, simply said, release the release the body cam footage. Now, granted, if you watch the body cam footage, it doesn't really give you the whole picture. It obviously gives you the picture of DePape hitting him in the head with the hammer, but <laughs> I would assume that house is cameraed up inside. Now, I'm also under the assumption that that's a private residency, 
but I would think the cameras are probably um, there for Secret Service reasons. So could we be able to get a hold of those? I don't know. But nonetheless, so in this in this video here, this is off of, off of Fox News. They're talking. They're showing the video of him breaking the glass. But the key is here is where they're not talking about this. Okay, there's a timestamp in the corner of this video. Now, this is given to me by the executive producer of the show, Christopher J. McGillicuddy. I always got to make sure to try to remember to give him credit, or I, I never hear the end of it. So, <laughs> But in the corner, it says Friday, October 28th, 5, 10, 21. So 5 o'clock in the morning, 5, 10 in the morning. It says 5, 10, and 21 seconds a.m. 5, 10 in the morning, okay? So he's breaking the window, blah, 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 whatever. So now this is the police body cam showing up at 9.30 p.m. <laughs> no one is asking the question. I, I don't want to say no one, but your media, your propagandist, and I'm not even talking about uh, CNN or MSNBC or who. I'm talking all of them. No one's asking the question, what the fuck happened for the 16 hours in between? You have a video of the outside door of someone that appears to be David DePape hammering his way through the door. Through the back, like French doors or whatever it was. At 5 o'clock in the morning. So from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m., Right? 16 and a half hours later, the cops are being called to show up. And if you watch the video, they're not in any rush to get there. There's, sirens aren't blazing, da da da. And even if you listen to the 911 call, uh, Paul Pelosi is calling, like, Yeah, there's a guy in my house and says he's waiting for my wife. Okay, so I want to say this about that. Was this all a setup? Was, how can I speculate this for it to make sense? Okay, so let's assume you're an 82-year-old gay man, and you're in the closet. And you're on drugs. You're, you're addicted to cocaine. I'm not saying that we're talking about Paul Pelosi, I'm just speculating an 82-year-old man that lives in San Francisco. Okay. And your wife happens to be a you know a congressperson you know hell she might even be you know house, uh, speaker of the house right let's just say so this person is the third most important person in our government okay but she's out of town and you really could use a good ass pounding so you say look you know i'm gonna call my buddy over and uh and i'm gonna make it look like a break-in that way if shit goes south and I get caught, you know, with this dude in the house, you know, we can be like, he broke in, you know. I'm, I'm speculating here. So, <laughs> I know if someone broke into my house at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm calling, well, I'm calling the corner to come clean up the mess. But if my wife's here, she's calling the corner to clean up the mess. Um, in most people's houses... <laughs> Someone breaks into your house, your home, your sleep, whatever the case may be, you hear glass shattering, right? 
you're probably calling 911 ASAP, not 16 hours later. Right? And even if you can make the argument, oh, people are speculating about the timestamp. Oh, it's 5.10 a.m. They didn't change the, the, the time. It was really 5.10 p.m. Okay? Here's where I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> it was dark. Is it dark in San Francisco at 5 o'clock in the afternoon? I kind of doubt it. That that is dark, dark. It might be getting dark this time of year or in October. I don't even know. I'm saying this time of year, but in October because time hasn't changed yet. So it probably wasn't dark. So that leads me to believe that it was 5 a.m. in the morning. And then 9.30 obviously wasn't 9.30 a.m. because it's dark outside. Okay, and I'm, I don't live in San Francisco. I've never even been to San Francisco, but I would assume at 9.30 in the morning, it's not dark, right? But it probably is at night. So 5.10 a.m. is probably dark versus 5.10 p.m. And 9.30 p.m. is probably dark opposed to 9.30 a.m. And even if, even if that excuse held water, what were you doing for four hours? Okay, so I call bullshit all the way around. <laughs> now, if you've had this conversation with uh, just a regular old person that doesn't know shit about this, because there's a lot of people that don't even know this videotape was put out by the press. Um, and even if you just know a little bit about it, a lot of your responses are, okay, well, he broke into the house at whatever time in the morning or whatever time it was. Um, attacked Paul Pelosi and then was doing whatever in the house. Okay, you can make that argument. But here's where the argument falls apart again. When the police got to the door, if you haven't seen the uh, video, when the police got to the door, <laughs> they knock, the door opens. You see two gentlemen, of which we are told are Paul Pelosi and David DePape. Okay, both men are standing in boxers it looks like paul pelosi has a like a button-up shirt right and uh the other guy's wearing just a t-shirt of some sort now they're not very close to the door they're probably i don't know two foot away from the door the question is who opened the door because paul pelosi is holding the handle of the hammer okay de pape is holding the head of the hammer Okay. Now they're not struggling. Neither one is pulling. They're just basically holding the hammer. There's not a struggle. There's not an argument. They're literally standing there holding the hammer. I'm, I swear to God, if you haven't seen the video, just Google it. Go on Facebook. Go on. Go on Twitter. Go on your website. Whatever you use your your search engine, and just type in Paul Pelosi uh, body cam footage, and watch this thing. Tell me it's not a little weird. So Paul Pelosi in his right hand is holding the handle of the hammer. De Pape's holding the head, right? Of the hammer, I should say. <laughs> in Pelosi's left hand is what appears to be a glass, like a drink of of some sort. Whatever's in the drink, whatever. But he's holding a cup. Okay. So let me ask you this. Now I'm going to switch roles. You're Paul Pelosi. You're holding the hammer and you have a glass in the other hand. Whether that glass is full of delicious Kentucky bourbon or it's full of orange juice. Why wouldn't you smash that over that dude's ha head if he's attacking you? 
which by all accounts didn't appear to be happening until he actually got hit. Uh, door opens. They're nowhere near the door to open it. And like I said, Paul Pelosi's hands were full. He had hand on the hammer and hand on the glass. Who opened the door? Number one. Police shine the flashlight, say, drop the hammer. They both are like, no. <laughs> How's it going? Huh? Huh? It's pretty good. Can you drop the hammer? Huh? Huh? And then, all of a sudden, the poppy manages to yank the hammer out of the 82-year-old man's hands and smack him in the head. Here's my point. As vicious as this video looks, and if you look through it from stupid eyes, <laughs> I'm just going to call you stupid because you're stupid. The Pape is what, 20-something years old, 20, 30 years old. He's a young man. He's <laughs> a third the age of Paul Pelosi. And he's not a little dude by any stretch of the imagination. There was no struggle over that hammer until the cops opened the door. And then he just yoked, yoked it right out of his hands and smacked him in the head. To me, as a cynical, conspiracy-minded person who always looks at the other side of the story, I have to ask what was happening. What happened for the 16 hours prior to the police getting there to the point where just how happened when the cops get there, they're at the front door with a fucking hammer? It's not like the cops kicked in the door. It's not even like the cops had been knocking for 30 minutes. They literally, you see them walking up the sidewalk. They're talking to each other. Yeah, I don't want this. We're going to do that. They get to the door, knock on the door. The door opens within a minute of them knocking. And they're just standing there holding a the hammer. There's no struggle. There's no fighting. There's no nothing. There's no distress on either end. Here's what I think happened. And me and Chris talked about this today at the gym. Because, you know, that's what we do. We talk about, you know, old men, gay, loving crap. <laughs> so, here's the scenario. Pelosi knows to Pape, calls him over for a romp. Uh, let's just say to Pape's a male prostitute. There has been accounts that that could be true. I'm not saying it is, but there are accounts that says it could be true. Okay, whatever. He calls him over. Hey, Dave, wife's out of town. You know, why don't you bring your hammer over? <laughs> oh, and uh, Mama needs you to go in the back door of the house <laughs> first. And, you know, then we'll do the only one. And, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever the reason was for the back window thing is, is still a, something to question. Obviously, he broke in, it looked like, right? Unless that's part of their deal. Maybe that's foreplay. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> damn, this is something I didn't think about. Maybe Paul Pelosi's into like rape fantasies. I don't know. Anyway, so they get done doing whatever they're doing. 16 hours later, or let's, let's even say uh, 13 hours later, because there is a 911 call to, uh, to the San Francisco PD, which also, in, this, in the 911 call, Pelosi's asking, where's the Capitol Police? And they're like, oh, this is San Francisco PD. You would think... I'm guessing that there would be an alert button at the house. I'm thinking maybe an alternate phone number you call as the husband of the third person, third, you know, most important person in our government. Okay. So there's that. And even the phone call, he wasn't frantic. He was, oh my God, there's someone in the house. Oh, you know, oh. he's just, eh, some dude here. Da, da, da. 
very calm, very like nonchalant. It's not like he's being quiet because oh, he's he's coming down the hallway. It's not like that. The dude's standing right there because you can hear him talking. <laughs> okay, so whatever, whatever. I'm like this is pure speculation and this is pure hyperbole. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I'm also not saying it did. This is just my thoughts of what possibly could have happened. So, Depape is alleged to be a male prostitute, is alleged to be a person that has had uh, pharmaceutical recreation devices with him at one time or another. Uh, he has a gay pride flag in his front yard. I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's gay because of that, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so, let's say... He knows it's about to be election time. It's this it's October 28th. Right? Elections next week. So maybe the normal pay was, I don't know, let's just say it was five thousand. Right? And Dave's like, nah, I think it's gonna be ten grand this time. And Paul Pelosi's like, fuck that shit. I ain't paying you ten grand. I it's normally five. I'm giving you five. Nah, I'm thinking it's ten. Thinking you guys got a big election coming up. Not that Pelosi was running or whatever, but, you know, whatever. And if this news got out, you know, probably bad luck. And, you know, you know, Nancy's going to be home any time now. And I think that's where the whole, that's my speculation, or our speculation, I should say, of the whole, um, uh, oh, you know, he's waiting for Nancy. Okay, so here's the deal. I want ten grand, not five. I'm not giving you ten. I'll give you five. No, I want ten. I'll sit right here until your wife gets home. She'll pay me the ten. I guarantee you, she'll pay me the ten to keep the fuck quiet. So I'm gonna just sit right here. So Pelosi then goes and gets the hammer. Now, why am I saying Pelosi got the hammer? Well, the way he was holding it, he was holding the handle of the hammer. He wasn't holding the head. It wasn't like Depape had the handle, and um, uh. Uh, what's the name? Pelosi was trying to get it out of his hand. It was the other way around. You understand what I'm saying? I'm waiting for Nancy to get here, so she'll pay me. Calls the cops. Cops show up. They're still just standing there with the hammer. And then he just yokes it and hits him in the head. And that's that. And then, of course, you have your whole thing come out. Oh, he's a MAGA whatever dude, and he's trying to do this and trying to do that. But then something weird popped up yesterday. So, this is... What do you want to say? Because they released... This is DePape calling a local TV station in California. And this is what he has to say. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. What what did you want... Thank you for calling me. What did you want... What did you want to tell me? Um, Now that y'all have seen the body cam footage, having a more... Bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. It's my own fault. 
no one else is to blame. I should have come better prepared. I spent all my time exposing government corruption online, only to have them silence my freedom of speech as quickly as they could. They circumvented the Constitution and private industry. When the grooming class outsources the repression of your civil rights to the private industry, it's called fascism. I have a lot more to say. I had a website of over 300 pages. That's 300 pages of stuff they don't want you to hear. I'm in the process of trying to set up a new site out of the reach of tyrannical global global fascists and their internet censors. So, <clears throat> is that legitimate? Was that David DePape? To me, that sounded like a red statement, right? I think that's safe to say. And, um... <laughs> Here's the thing. Let's assume it was Dave DePape. It wasn't videotape. It was audio. So obviously this the anchor, whoever the lady was, was at her desk. She wasn't on air. She was, because you hear people in the background and whatnot. Um, and this person called claiming to be Dave DePape. So let's just play devil's advocate and assume that it was him. Either he's doing this to plea an insanity argument, which is possible. Or it wasn't him, and <laughs> which is also very possible. Remember the propaganda thing we were just talking about a few minutes ago? Remember, these are news media people trying to get the scoop. Oh, Dave DePape's calling. He called. Listen to what he said. Okay, Chris brought up a good point. Isn't DePape in jail? Where in the fuck was he making this phone call from? To the local ABC or Fox or whoever it was affiliate there in San Fran. Who in the fuck's he calling? How does he have this lady's phone number? DePape just has journalist phone number on his Rolodex there on his phone. Oh wait, no, he's in prison. He's in jail, waiting trial. Right? It's something. Once again, smells fishy, and everything he says aligns with the bullshit we were heard three months ago about him being a MAGA this and Trump that and blah 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 blah. Right? And then you see pictures of him supposedly. January 6th. Look, he was there January 6th. He's part of this. Okay, those pictures have been debunked. They're old. Yes, he was in D.C. at one point in time in his life with a camera. Doesn't mean he was there January 6th. <laughs> I'm telling you, everything they're telling you right now about this DePape guy is to make it about Trump. Once again, <laughs> Trump didn't have anything to do with this, guys. Even if this dude was him that called and he is a MAGA whatever and he is trying to do whatever to these people still doesn't mean Trump had him do it <laughs> but I will also say this I call bullshit on that phone call I call bullshit on the pictures of him being at J6 I call bullshit on it all I think it's all a smear campaign to try and <coughs> excuse me convict this man in a court of public opinion as being a MAGA Donald Trump supporter in the meantime I think the real story is what I just told you Timelines mean everything, okay? There was no sign of any kind of attack up until the police got there and it was on body cam. Propaganda, folks. Then we have a situation that breaks on Friday. This was Thursday, the Paul Pelosi stuff. On Friday, we have a situation that breaks. You had five police officers in Memphis that if you haven't seen this tape... You might not want to see this tape because they made the officers in LAPD back in 91 or whenever it was on the Rodney King situation look like amateurs. 
these guys viciously attack this kid for whatever reason. You know, I, I do have questions. I, I want to believe that police officers are good. Now, I also pretty much can guarantee you that most agencies across this country have their share of bad cops. I'm not giving these police officers any excuse based on the videotape I saw. My simple question was, what happened leading up to this? We don't, we don't know. We haven't heard. But it's interesting. You have these police officers. This happened a couple of weeks ago. This wasn't yesterday. This wasn't on Friday that this happened. This happened a couple of weeks ago. So you have these officers in Memphis that obviously appeared to have committed a violent homicide between the five of them. Whoever dealt the last blow, we don't know, but whatever. The five of them, do they, in my opinion, deserve to be second-degree murder? Yes, absolutely. No matter what that dude did. If he ran a stoplight or whatever, if he stole from the 7-Eleven, he did not deserve to get beaten like that. But in the meantime, you had the police chief, uh, the, a female, I don't know her name offhand, so pardon me for that, but nonetheless, review the the uh, body cam footage prior to us seeing the body cam footage. You had, um, in the meantime, so whenever there's a, like a police shooting, for example, um, the, the officer involved is put on, not suspension, but like put on uh, like a leave, essentially, till they investigate, make sure everything was legit and whatever. At least that's how it is around here. So I would assume the same thing happened there. So the, the police chief re- reviewed the body cam footage. And also, conveniently enough, where this all happened, there was streetlight cameras everywhere. If you've noticed, if you watch the video... You're not just seeing everything unfold on the body cam footage. There's aerial footage from somewhere. It wasn't from a helicopter. It looked like it was from a streetlight. Not saying that the camera just, you know, they just happen to be rolling there. I mean, they probably have cameras like most cities do nowadays. But whatever, whatever. They've been fired and charged with second-degree murder. So why are these people protesting? Generally... We see, see situations of police violence of some sort, whether it's just or not, and they haven't charged the officers. You know, just go back in your f- last five years of recent history. <sighs> Most of the protests, I, would, I will say, have been relatively peaceful, but there's also been word that prior to the Friday afternoon release of this video, conveniently enough, that there just happened to be bricks appearing in downtown Memphis. Fortunately, from all accounts, there hasn't been a lot of unrest in that situation, not like a George Floyd situation. So my question is this. If this is something more propaganda to get us off focus, even though we're still, it's still white supremacy because I don't know that I said this or not, but these five police officers were black. The suspect was black. But somehow or another, this is white supremacy. And I'm not excusing it, whether the officers are white, black, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. But my point being is it's not white supremacy. I mean, if, if you want to, you know, whatever. <laughs> so now the call is that, well, police in general are racist. It doesn't matter what color the uh, 
the the police are that did this to this Tyree Nichols, it doesn't matter. All police are racist, whether they're white, black, Hispanic, and they're only racist. Here's the kicker: they're only racist to black people, evidently. So if a white cop, Hispanic cop, uh, Asian cop, or black cop pulls over a black motorist, that's that's that. Now. If you're a white motorist or a Hispanic motorist or an Asian motorist, you're safe, evidently. Um, it's just it's just more bullshit to get us riled up, more propaganda. In the meantime, not that this really has anything to do with anything, but Memphis has a Democratic mayor, Democratic city council, Democratic police chief, Democratic city attorney. But yet we're blaming white supremacy. MAGA, these, they're probably going to say these cops had red <laughs> red MAGA hats on, right? The media intentionally hyping to distract from government action in Ukraine. But I'm going to get more into that more when I do the WW3 show tomorrow, the Russian and Ukraine situation. But um, you have to wonder, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? On this show, other shows, the news media, TV, radio, uh, newspaper, what was everyone talking about? They were talking about the debt ceiling. They were talking about tanks to Ukraine. They were talking about World War III, right? In the meantime, we can't have that. So here's this. We're going to just conveniently release all these body cam footages. And to, to prove a point about media propaganda is this. You remember last week, not this past week, but the week before, I did a show. And I told you about a mass shooting in California, right? Just outside of South, uh, San Francisco. Come to find out, and I told you during the show, that, that the suspect was a, I think, 72-year-old Asian man. He killed, what, 10, 11 people? The very next day... The very next day, there was another mass shooting in the vicinity of this other one. A, a different city, but, you know, same area. Killing six, I think it was. Asian male, 60 years old. Have you heard about either of those stories other than me mentioning them here last week? No, you haven't. No one's talking. Tr trust me, when I tell you no, you haven't, because... I don't watch CNN and all that. So you know they ain't talking about it. <laughs> and you probably heard about it for a minute. As soon as they found out it was an Asian old man, gone. Story's gone. Fox talked about it, the first one, the day it happened, once again. Once they found out it was an old man, old Asian man with a what, what I would assume was a shotgun. We still never heard, other than the sheriff saying it wasn't an AR or an AK. It had to be a shotgun, but nonetheless, story's gone. Doesn't fit the narrative. We're not going to keep propagandizing it, if that's a word. So the story's gone. So what I'm saying is this. Shootings happen. Police beatings happen. These things happen. Are they acceptable? No. But isn't it convenient how the media picks and chooses what you need to hear? Mass shooting. Bam! Mass shooting in California. Ten dead. Boom! Asian male with a shotgun. Crickets, right? Next day, the very next day, 
Mass shooting. California. Six dead. Oh my god. 60-year-old Asian male. With a hand... I think it was a handgun. Crickets. Not saying that those 11 people and those six people shouldn't be mourned and shouldn't be... We shouldn't be... I'm sure they're investigating. I'm not saying this, the, <laughs> the stuff went away. Actually, I think one of the suspects killed himself, but nonetheless. But now, you, if you live in those areas where that happened, you're probably hearing about it still. But in Florida and Georgia and wherever else, you heard about it once, if that. If you happen to be watching the news that day, you heard about it. If you weren't watching the news on Saturday, I think it was, you probably didn't hear about it other than here. And that's my point. It's propaganda. Now, had that been a white male, no matter how old that person was, if that had been a white male with an AR or an AK, you would still be hearing about it today. So in the meantime, we're going to give tanks. We're giving money. We don't have money, but yet, here we go. All right, final story. <clears throat> have you heard, and this is probably something else you really haven't heard, but have you heard in the past couple of weeks about a Republican proposal for a flat tax, and what does that mean? So we're hearing everything about the debt ceiling. Well, <laughs> we were, I should say, hearing everything about debt ceilings, right? And we're not meeting it. You go on Twitter, and if you search debt ceiling, you'll hear every Democratic lawmaker of some sort blaming this all on Trump because he's still president, evidently. Um, this is from Trump spending as blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's what I'm going to say about, about that. I don't blame, let me rephrase this. I don't 100% put the blame on Biden, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Reagan, Carter. I think I've went through this list before. I don't put the blame on them, 100% of the blame. Because they don't make the laws. They finalize the laws true they don't make the laws biden can come out and say we need to give ukraine tanks and we need to give ukraine money and we need to do whatever it's still congress and the senate saying yeah we need to do that right and then you hear we have to raise the debt ceiling because it's to pay the bills we've already accrued not it doesn't have anything to do with spending well yeah it does because what's going to happen six months from now when you hit that debt ceiling again because of the fucking bills you just passed in December of last year? When that bill's due. This isn't necessarily a solution, but here's the flat tax. Go on Twitter, search flat tax. You're going to hear a bunch of people saying how this is Republicans' way to uh, benefit the rich. Okay, guys, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> you can't sit there and say that the rich, the top 1% is manipulating the tax code to uh, pay less or no taxes. You can't say Donald Trump didn't pay taxes because he's able to manipulate the tax code. You know how you get around that? What do rich people do? They spend money. Okay? Rich people... Uh, let me rephrase that. Everybody spends money. Okay? Whether you make $500 a week, $5,000 a week, or $5 million a week. We all spend money. The level of uh, wealth is determined upon the person's income, right? You could make $500 a week, live a modest life and feel like you're rich. And that's fine. <sighs> People are complaining. Oh, if this is 10% tax, now granted, it would probably be more than that because if it was a 10% federal 
flat tax, you'd still have your state sales tax. So like in Florida, it's 7%. So let's say the proposal would be 17%. And you're thinking, shit. So if I buy something for a dollar, it's a dollar seventeen. Precisely. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. What are the benefits to this? Okay. The more you spend, <laughs> the more you pay in taxes, right? So I'm going to give you a couple examples of how a flat tax works. Okay, so let's assume, I'm just going to use the names of Peter, James, and John, okay? So let's assume that they work at the same manufacturing company, okay? Peter works as a technician and earns a taxable income of $40,000. James works as an accountant and earns an annual taxable income of $60,000. John works as a chief ICT officer and earns an annual taxable income of $80,000. So let's assume that their tax their tax rate is um well yeah, well their flat tax rate would be 15%. Uh Peter, see this is a little bit different. This is a different type of flat tax. So there's let me see. Okay, here's here's the one that's uh Ted Senator Ted Cruz is proposing. So that would be based on levels of income your flat tax would raise and lower. Now, I like the tax proposal. I can't remember. I want to say it was Ted Cruz, but there was one that, pre- that presented it as a sales tax, like a flat sales tax. And obviously, the more you spend, the more you make. And what do I mean by that? You go and buy a car, okay? Let's say you buy a $30,000 car, and your tax is 15, or I'm sorry, 17%, okay? So now you're going to pay... $5,000 in taxes on that car. You're thinking, holy shit. I got you. Holy shit. But you're a millionaire and you're buying a Ferrari for $500,000. And you're paying that same tax. You see what I'm saying? Now you're paying 17% on $500,000. I don't have my calculator on. I don't want to do the math. That's got to be about, what, $70,000? $80,000? Right? The way around these situations of the rich avoiding the tax loopholes is by doing this. Yeah, will things be a little bit more expensive? Like We're not used to shit going up in price. But here's the catch. <laughs> that $200 a week or whatever it is that you get taken out of your paycheck for the federal withholding, you get. So let's say you make $1,000 a week. And after taxes, they take uh, $200 out of your check. And I'm not even going to include medical and all that stuff. So after taxes, I bring home $800. Now you're bringing home 1000 Okay? You have more money to spend. You don't get an income tax check. You know, there's no income tax season. What does that mean for everybody? Well, you abolish the IRS by doing this. Why is that a good thing? Well, do you know the IRS annual budget's over $13 billion a year and increases every year? Granted, that's kind of a drop in the bucket when you look at the deficit, but <laughs> that's that's kind of like having a credit card with $31 trillion in debt on it. If you can throw $13 billion or $14 billion a year on that total, it's going to come down pretty quick. So... You eliminate the IRS. Well, why don't you need the IRS? Well, here's the thing. You might need a level of IRS, and that's mainly just to take in the money. You don't need 80,000 or however many IRS agents we have. Why not? 
Well, because you know who's going to collect the tax? <laughs> your grocery stores, your local convenience stores, your Walmarts, your Targets, your Walgreens, your car dealers, your <laughs> bowling alleys. You're, you see what I'm saying? They're going to collect the tax. And then they're going to take the taxes and turn it into the government. You understand how that works? Yeah, things will get a little bit more expensive. Kind of used to that right now, unfortunately. And just know that food wouldn't apply to that. It would be your wants. I, I always broke taxes up to this. The simple way to understand sales tax is this. It's wants versus needs. You might want a cake, but do you need a cake? No, you don't need a cake. Therefore, it's taxed. You might want eggs and milk and cheese and stuff like that. Do you need them? Yeah, you kind of do. You need those to be sustained. You might want a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich made by a, by the deli at your local store. Do you need it? No, because you can buy the lettuce, tomato, and bacon make your own fucking sandwich. So you're going to get taxed on that sandwich. You understand? It's a want versus needs. I want ice cream. Do I need it? No. I want pizza. Do I need it? No. Now, I can buy the ingredients to make the pizza, and that won't be taxed. Okay? That's basically how sales tax works on food items. Other than that, pretty much everything else should be taxed with the exception of medicine. And that's a whole other subject for another day. <laughs> so, with that being said, it is January 29th, 2023, guys. Please, like I said earlier in the show, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, to the show. Watch for updates. If you're on social media, on um, Facebook and Instagram, is Don't Tread America. TikTok, if you want to get some drink recipes, Don't Tread America. Uh, Twitter, DTOM underscore 1775. And also we have a, a uh, website, Don't Tread Check all those out. Please, please share this with your friends. We're growing little by little, but it's up to you guys to make that happen. So with that being said, guys, I'm hoping to be back tomorrow. I'm going to make a promise to you. If I don't post the show tomorrow, it will be on Wednesday. Subscribe to the show. I really want to do the show tomorrow and a show Wednesday. That's kind of my plan. But, you know, we'll have to see how things go. So, anywho, with that being said, you guys have a great day. Have a great rest of your Sunday. If you're going to watch football, knock yourself out. I'm going to sit for a little bit, finish up my whiskey here, and uh, i got to take my medicine and go to bed. Other than that, guys, you have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you again later.